All right. Damn. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode three of Chasing the Chip. I'm your host, Moise, with my brand new co-host, Dree. How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I am tired of the Wizards, but we'll get more into that later. <laughs> Let's start with some Washington no football more. talk. We're both rocking the burgundy and gold. Let's do it. Quarterback season. I got a list of names in front of me, and I want you to tell me how likely you think we how likely you think it is that we land these players. Let's start with the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. Aaron Rodgers, how you feeling? It ain't happening. I agree, it ain't happening. <laughs> so, he's going to win MVP this year. We're in agreement on For that. For sure. Well, okay, he is going to win MVP this year. Unless he explicitly asks out, there is no chance the Packers trade him. I don't care how much you like Jordan Love. I don't care how much you think the Packers like Jordan Love. You don't trade the reigning MVP if he's a quarterback. You can do it if you're Dallas and it's DeMarco Murray or something. <laughs> but you do not trade Aaron Rodgers. Right? Nah, you don't. You do everything in your power to get him to stay in that building. Like, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's one of the greatest ever. Maybe number two all time in terms of quarterbacks. Yeah. You got Brady, then it's a complete up for debate. Rodgers is in that conversation. He only has the one Super Bowl. But that talent is out of this world. Yeah, I don't like. How do you even let it get to this point? You have Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> it shouldn't even be a question of whether he's staying with your franchise or not. That's true. But again, a part of that is probably on Aaron Rodgers. He's a little yeah, bit for of sure. an but oddball, I'm saying, right? They shouldn't have let this come to that. Like, that's true. How do you not draft him wide receiver in the first and round. just other weapons? Like, you get you draft the quarterback when you're you I know, saw, QBs and Rodgers. I think I saw it was a Packers beat reporter tweet out. Every pick that they had, yeah, I see. and then put like an asterisk next to every pick that took a snap in the playoffs, and it was like two players, a second round pick, I don't even remember who it was, and some like sixth round pick who I think took a snap on special teams. The second round was AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Um. So that's the only thing close to a weapon they gave him for this year, and even then, AJ Dillon didn't really get much action until uh what yeah. Um, What's his name? Uh, Aaron Jones went down, right? Yeah. Man, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers, if he does get traded, that might be even crazier than a Deshaun Watson trade. Because Deshaun Watson is young, up and coming, but Mm -hmm. he's not established all-time great like Aaron Rodgers is yet. But let's move on to Deshaun then. How likely is it? Let's let's do a scale of 1 to 10. Honestly, some people might hate this, but... I got about a three and a four. I feel wow. like I think that we are a nice and upcoming team, but I still think that as far as the league is concerned and these quarterbacks, they do not want to come to Washington. There's no doubt that Ron Rivera is changing the culture. There's no doubt that we're building something special, but you cannot deny we're still actively going on with Dan and mm-hmm. what's happened with our many of, you know, quarterbacks already. Like yeah. we, Every single quarterback. This is known as the city where QBs come to die. QBs come here and Cleveland to die. That's it. Like literally. And I mean, as Maybe much as Jackson, I would love though. him, as much as I would love him, I just I don't think that we'll be on the list. I would love for us to be, but mm-hmm. I just feel like it's more of a fan dream, and we're kind of overrating how these players view us mm-hmm. more so than how they actually view us. And then I also like. It may not be as big of a deal, but I also think that the agent and, you know, certain relationships may come into play because I think that, you know, they know that 
what happened recently was more on a specific player, but I also think that Deshaun has a good relationship with said player and it could leave a, you know, bad taste in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that does make a lot of sense. And especially we know his relationship with ownership is what kind of soured things in the past. So if you come here with an owner like Dan Snyder, who is so hands-on, even when he doesn't, even when we have people actively trying to pull him away, which is entirely what I'm presuming Marty Herney's job is going to be, along yeah. with Jason Wright. I just think it's more than a one-man job. And mm-hmm. when you have a high-ranking official who's not a GM, their whole purpose is to be between the business side and the owner, in my view. I don't know if that's necessarily correct, but I mean right. that's what would make sense for this specific organization. So, I mean, I agree. Watson probably doesn't want to come here. We're probably not first on his list. But then let's ask a separate question. I, I would say it's more like a four or five. I agree with you. It's probably not super in the like uh, realm of yeah. likelihood. I would change it to a four or five. I, four or five? I, okay. I, yeah, that's I give it a four or five. <laughs> a little more optimism. I like it. I like it. So it's still – I think there's a – I think the biggest thing is that there are more appealing destinations for him right now. Like when you got – I, the reports on the Jets, I don't believe, so I'm just going to toss that name out. Even though I like Robert Sala a lot, you know, yeah. he's a head coach, means a lot to me. I still think Miami is going to be a premier destination for him. They're a young team on the rise, just like us. They're maybe a year ahead of us in terms of their development. Their best player is about to win a defensive player of the year in Xavier Howard. Chase Young, probably, I don't if he's not there next year, maybe a couple more years he'll be there. Um, San Francisco, I think, is another big one if they don't like Jimmy G. I don't yeah. see any reason why they would hate Jimmy G as much as people seem to do it. Like, no, he's not a great quarterback. I see you shaking your head. He's got to go. He's got to go. He's got to go. He's not a great quarterback, but I, I mean, he took them to a Super Bowl last time he was healthy. Yeah, the defense was No, he took, the defense took them. The defense Kyle, did take them. Shannon and the run game. I like that man. Game. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, um, the Niners, I still think, would be a better destination yeah. for Watson. India, Indianapolis looks ready to win as soon as they get any type of quarterback. I mean, they honestly, won, didn't they I, win their division with Phil Rivers? Yeah. I yeah. was going to say, honestly, if I'm a quarterback, that's part of the spot I want to go. I mean, I think that we aren't that far off from the cost. Like, no. when you compare these rosters, they are both, you know, two defensive teams that have stood defensive lines. I do think that their secondary is a little more consistent than ours. Mm-hmm. And um, other than – but I feel like as far as run game and stuff, we're kind of dissim- we're kind of similar. And I also yeah. feel like they have the advantages as far as O-line. But as far as everything else, we're pretty similar. Um, and – Yeah, I agree. They're, we are very similar. But it's – I think they're, they're built to win with the run game as well. But I think a yeah. lot of that has to do with just the quarterback they had, right? Like Phil Rivers, if he's dropping back, it does not look pretty. The same yeah. goes for Alex Smith, right? So you can see a lot of similarities. I think they're both very similar in terms of cap space as well. So yeah. I mean, they're definitely—it's definitely a super appealing destination. The only—the only thing that would stop me if I'm a quarterback is having to go through, you know, like Mahomes. But other than that, yeah. like that team is the AFC is, nice. is stacked. Even if oh like, Mahomes and Lamar, Mahomes, I, I, Lamar. Everybody even, don't like Lamar, but that's that's my guy. He's he's yeah. coming up. I like Lamar. I like Lamar yeah. a lot. But I think you know, I, Ty's gonna get mad at me. You also have to go through Baker Mayfield. Not ah, just, okay. you do, but <laughs> he's not—he's not the same level of talent as a guy like Lamar or Mahomes, obviously. But the Browns are there to compete. I think if you mm-hmm. go to any team in the AFC, you got to be ready to fight for for like a contentious spot. I don't think yeah. you're gonna be like 
here you could come here and dominate the NFC. There's like two good teams in the NFC. It's yeah. literally the Packers and the Bucks, and then wide open. You could play for if Deshaun Watson comes here, you're playing for a uh, a buy a playoff buy. I think you can be a one seed. It'll be rough. The schedule next year is not easy. But I mean, with Deshaun Watson and this defense, maybe add a linebacker and a free safety. Whew. All right, but yeah. it's that's a four or five likelihood. So let's go on. Yeah, well, before you say that too, go ahead. This is another thing that a lot of people aren't thinking of. Ron Rivera, I think that he'll bid, but I feel like if you know it becomes too much, he may back out. Like he's not the type of guy that says I'm going to trade three, four picks and Matt and you know Landon Collins and all these guys. For one, he still likes Landon Collins more than this fan base thinks. Jack Del Rio as well. Yeah, and for two, he's not the type of guy that has ever traded big like he's you know even as far as like trading up and stuff like that he's never really done it so we have people in the building that has mm-hmm. has done it and who may you know tell him like we need to do this but I still feel like it's more of a fan dream and they aren't considering all these factors like Ron and you know like our history mm-hmm. so it's like it's some of those things that people need to consider more. And as much as we all love Watson, it is, you know, like we, we have to consider these things. Yeah. It's like, I agree with you. It's probably not going to happen, but it's a great dream. And if it does come true, I'm sure all of us will be over the moon about it. Yeah. So let's move on to something a little more realistic. then. Uh, All right. Matthew Stafford. I'm putting this at an eight. I I'm, I'm pretty, I would venture to say if we make a big move for a quarterback, I think this is the one we make. I, I give about a seven. seven. I think so. I think so too. What about the Mayhew connection? Doesn't make it go higher. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's why I kind of feel like it happens. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I also feel like again with these, you know, quarterback situations, I don't know how trusty the source earlier was. But again, another list that we supposedly weren't on. Yeah, it was so, Niners, you know, Patriots, right? I think was the yeah. Prime two. So it's like again, we see how our team is coming. We know it's in the building now, but we still have so much to you know, build off of. And it also, again, becomes a price. Like a lot of people are saying, oh, I'll trade the 19th pick with ease. Then you have other people who are like, I don't really know. I mm-hmm. like Stafford a lot. I really mm-hmm. do. But I personally can't ignore the fact that he's about to turn 33 next month. Yep. While he has played through his injuries, he deals with a lot of injuries. And our history with quarterbacks, even non, you know, injured quarterbacks, they come here, they get injured, and it just goes bad. So yep. I would love it because as a you know NFL team, you always got to take the risk. Absolutely. But again, I feel like as a fan base, I feel like those are things that people are ignoring. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, he plays through the injuries, but mm-hmm. you cannot deny that he's getting older. So I do think that Absolutely. he has a lot of years left. But when you get older, you can't you know play through these injuries as much as you could before. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that you should just struggle off. So if the team does it, I'm ecstatic. Yep. regardless of what they trade for. But I do think that people have to take this into consideration. And I personally feel like he's probably more so a nine or a caught, but the Colts could lean a younger QB. But mm-hmm. like I said, I like the guy, but it is some things that we have to consider. And if it com- and it comes down to draft compensation, I wouldn't like to give up 19, but if I have to, I will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I talked last week. I would give up, like yeah. I said, a 19 and the, the San Francisco third, I think is completely acceptable to me, but I mean, Again, uh, the back issues is something I have not looked deep enough yeah. into. I remember him like sitting out, I think it was like eight games or something, mm-hmm. because he like fractured his vertebrae, which is ridiculous. But I mean, yeah, if that's if that's something that's going to catch up to him this year, that would stink. 
if as soon yeah. as we traded for him. But I mean, it does seem that, like our luck. Yeah, I mean, they, they've said that these back injuries aren't that serious. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I just feel like we're Washington. Every time we think that something <laughs> always goes wrong. And I don't want to, like, you know, I don't want to be that person that's like, oh, because of the past, we can't, mm-hmm. you know, move forward in the future. But every time we think like that and we try to move forward, all, something always right. brings us down and, you know, pushes us back. And I just feel like we are, like, I feel like we will be a good team and he can take us far. But I also feel like we have a lot of risks that, you know, could happen. So it's just, I would love him, but it's just like, man, I just, I, I don't, I don't want to speak that into existence and, you know, like, right, I don't want right, that right, to right. happen, but it's just, our luck is so bad. And every time we build in something, something always pushes us back. Every, something goes wrong every single time. And it always feels like it's like a quarterback's leg breaking or something atrocious that like you know what I'm super saying? unlucky like, and there's nothing you can do about. Alex Smith, RG three, yeah, Alex Smith, healthy RG3. his whole career and <laughs> that happens. Like, come on, bro. Come Kyle on. Allen is always hurt, but it's never just like a torn, a, like a an ankle injury like, or like an bro, arm injury. It's a broken leg. It's it's ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, I agree. Hopefully, Stafford. See, but I don't think Stafford is injury prone. And I think that's an important distinction. No, but then but, again, neither was Alex Smith. So you never but know. I, I think that he is injury prone because injury prone just means you're often injured. He's not injured to the point where he can't play, but mm-hmm. he deals with a lot of injuries. Like I seen something earlier where he's had a multitude of injuries, like yep. hip, you know, right ankle, left ankle, thumb, yeah, certain fingers, like back. Like I've never seen a quarterback with that many injuries. And like I said, granted. They don't typically keep him out the game. Right. He's a very still tough injury player. Prone. He's still injury prone because okay. he still deals with a lot of injuries. He just plays through them. He just plays and I just feel them. like without luck, it's bound to go bad. But I, I will hope not. And I'm going to welcome him with open arms. I'll get a jersey mm-hmm. and everything. But right. I'm, I, I see where you're coming from, though, because to most people, it's like injury prone means he can't play. He can't but play. to yeah. me, when you really think about it, I just consider injury prone as somebody who's always dealing For with sure. injuries. It and goes that goes back to me. the. That goes back to the cliche, you know, hurt versus yeah. injured conversation. Yeah. And then it's always like a case-by-case scenario. I would say, like, in that scenario, I would say he's often hurt, but not often yeah. injured. If you're gonna if you're gonna use that like analogy, like two-pronged kind of way to measure it. But either way, even though uh, like I see where you're coming from, and I yeah. with our luck, I would also be hesitant. Yeah, Plus, I mean I would still do it because mm-hmm. we definitely need to upgrade a quarterback. I don't sure. want to see Kyle Island play a full season. <laughs> I know everybody what about Heineke. Heineke? I know everybody likes him, but he's like, I feel like he'll be good for a couple games. And once he gets figured out, that's it. Or I also feel like, I, again, I'm not trying to be that pessimistic person and speak injuries to existence, but he's also he's very also, small. Yeah. yeah, he's small. He's so, he, you know, he's bound to be injured. And that's what his problem was in Carolina. He's very talented, mm-hmm. but he's he's small. So he gets injured often. And right. like, that's what a lot, again, a lot of people aren't, you know, considering this. Mm-hmm. That's why I tweeted like, He's a he was very fun for us, but as a you know realistic long term option, he's just not it. Like I, you know, like I said, I'll be fine. He's a solid if, backup, and yeah. he's good when you need him. He gives me a heavy Ryan Fitzpatrick vibes. Heavy Ryan Fitzpatrick vibes. Yeah, maybe a little younger, maybe has a higher ceiling or lower floor or whatever you want to call it. But I, I kind of, I, I see that kind of inconsistently in him. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, yeah I think solid backup would be a, an option. So let's go back to starters. Likelihood. Dakota Prescott. Um, it it differs because if he's a free agent, then it's about a seven to eight for me. But uh-huh. if, if he gets he franchise tag, you know, a zero. I, but <laughs> all things considered, I would say about a four or five right now. 
because I mean, if you know the way that Dallas is moving, it seems like they aren't going to resign him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, how do you let a quarterback of with his Dax, caliber, yeah. yeah, of his caliber, with his talent and what he's already accomplished, walked out the building, especially when Dallas already has an offense that's amazing. But you do have to consider the fact that they have a top pick and they could move on, you know, a cheaper quarterback and a younger guy. I personally wouldn't, but Dallas does have a lot of holes that that money could be used elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So, and they have considered, yeah, they have cap space, but if they pay the quarterback, they're going to be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. So, I mean, all things considered, it's about a four or five. But if he, but once that, you know, free agent, you know, comes realistic, mm-hmm. then it's about a seven, eight because. We're the rival. I think that's something that he would like, and we have the money. But mm-hmm. again, it's also like he just coming off an injury, and it's like, granted, we are again we're building something special, but it's hard to ignore the history. Yeah. And like I it's his before, first major injury since like high yeah. school, I think. So I'm or like in his and it's like, career. do you really, you know, do you really want to come somewhere that it's like that has bad luck? But I mean, so you never know. Maybe the do key you, to do you think that FedEx Field being so bad <laughs> at maintaining their field the last couple of years has anything to do with it because that's been a theory that's been kicked around the fan base for a while too i think it plays a role but honestly i feel like just with our history as a whole like yeah it's our just first owner how he was and, jack can't cook yep we're know, cursed the name, we're yeah cursed. the name the name controversy i just feel like we we're, we're cursed but it's crazy because you think we we won three super bowls with all that but it's just like yeah. how do we win three super bowls with all that Joe and Gibbs, it just comes man. to all of this bro good <laughs> Joe Gibbs was just that good at his job. Nah, he's, he's great. He's great. Yeah, for real. All right, who else we got? Derek Carr. Likelihood um, beater. That was a new report that came out today. I think it was someone on the Junkies reported. Uh, yeah, I seen it. Guys at Skins Park like Derek Carr. So, or not Skins Park, Washington Football Park. Sorry. I would give it about a six or seven. I think that. If we well, I, I again, I, it's all things considered. I feel like mm-hmm. if those you know options like Washington is too expensive, Stafford wants to go elsewhere, mm-hmm. and then you know Dallas retains Dak or he doesn't want to come here. I feel like Carr could be a good option because I also think that he's a guy. I I don't necessarily care for him, but he does have the potential that you know he can you know throw three hundred and two TDs or three TDs. He can he can get it done. He's an average and, um, quarterback, if yeah. not slightly above. I agree. And I think that he's somebody that can probably entice Ron because we know Ron. They've all said that he wants to upgrade at the QB position, but yep. we also know Ron's definition of upgrading at certain <laughs> positions. You know, like it's he's never the name school, you think yeah, it is. Yeah, he's an old school guy, and every time we get our hopes up, yeah. he you know signs somebody different. And I mean, but to be fair, to be fair, yeah, who would have thought? Out sometimes. Yeah, who would have thought J.D. McKissick would have been an upgrade over Chris Thompson? Well, I think that's a clear well, update. I, I, I said it. I All said it. I right, like the kids excited. I, I like you the are, kids excited. You're very into the Seahawks. It was me and it was me and Peckins. I remember right. me and Peckins. We liked them. Yeah. I, well, I, I wouldn't say I thought he would be an upgrade, but I knew he would be of Chris Thompson's right. caliber, especially he he was a healthy version of him. So for that's, sure, that's an upgrade right there. Absolutely. But and he played yeah. awesome this year. Big fan of. Yeah, I think I he made a. You see the Madden Ultimate Team Team of the Year. I think he was the third down back. Yeah, and they just released the car for him. Yeah, it's very interesting. I should run. I have the theme team. I should probably run that. <laughs> I don't even play Madden. I need to though. I have it, but I uh, no, you're it. not missing out on much. It's not very good this year. <laughs> I, I didn't I'll let you know it, next I don't year. Really care. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but back to Derek Carr. Derek Carr. So I would put it more toward like the two-three category because yeah. it's very reliant on John Gruden not liking him, which I think yeah. everybody kind of assumes at this point. I don't know why. 
I guess their like interactions on the sidelines do look kind of awkward, and like Derek Carr is just not an inspiring quarterback. I think Hard Knocks also made it look a lot like clearer as to their relationship. And then that play where he called his wife's name, and John was like, "What the heck?" He's a. I think. I think the biggest problem with getting him on the Washington football team would be that Oakland would have to trade for a different quarterback, likely. Like, if they were able to land Deshaun Watson, then we get Derek Carr is probably how that goes. Or unless they just trade uh, trade him directly to Houston or something. I don't... It just seems like there are too many moving pieces for that one to happen, so I'm going to stick that more toward Mm -hmm. it, too. Jameis Winston. Um, I honestly think that the Saints might keep him. I think I so really too, do. but I don't know, man. Taysom Hill, kind of. No. Sean no. Payton is, but Sean Payton's obsessed. No. You don't think I so? I feel like after those, I mean, well, before yes, but I feel like after those couple games that Taysom played, mm-hmm. it had to click in his head that Taysom is not a guy you can rely on at quarterback consistently. Like, come on, bro. Didn't they win come those? Ga- what was their record in those games? Wasn't it like? I think uh, they I'm lost. Not sure. I think they lost to the Eagles. That was with Taysom. I think. But he didn't. He didn't play like a quarterback. Like he no, literally he just played be, like a. It's like a wildcat you know quarterback. Yeah. Like I remember the the um the Denver games where they didn't have a quarterback and mm-hmm. he didn't play well. Like I'm like, dude, like he he got yeah. most of his points off of running the ball and and I feel like he's definitely a good wild card. But as far as a franchise guy and a guy that you start week in and week out, mm-hmm. no people are going to figure him out quick and. He ha- like everybody says he has such a strong arm, but I don't think that he has the has the arm to consistently perform weekly. That's interesting. I mean, I would say like I don't think his arm is the problem. I think he's just, I just don't think he's very good at playing quarterback. You yeah, know I don't I mean? think so either. Like but he's I'm saying like he's good his with arm like plays the, a role. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Like he he's good with running those like trick plays mm-hmm. and like r- just kind of being a tight end. Like I think I do think they need like an every down kind of. Uh, yeah. QB. Maybe they trade for Teddy Bridgewater. That'd be pretty interesting. But I, I mean, I don't really care if the Saints, but my God, Teddy yeah. is terrible too. <laughs> <laughs> the Saints can make almost anybody good. But so Jameis, I'll stick him closer to like I think he's pretty likely if the Saints don't let him go because I don't think his market's over like 15, 20 million. He's only making one million dollars this year as a backup quarterback. I think Ron maybe takes a one year 15, 20 million dollar swing at him. And then we draft a quarterback. I don't think that's unlikely. So I'll also stick that with the Stafford at an eight. Yeah, I mean, if Winston happens, I mean, I don't mind it because I think that Winston is very, very talented. Yeah. I just feel like five thousand yards is thirty thirty season. Come now. And honestly, a lot of people don't realize how talented you have to be to throw thirty touchdowns. It's a lot while throwing thirty interceptions. Like See, a lot. Like he he didn't play well, but people aren't like people don't realize how like good he was at the same time. Like you've right. seen guys throw multiple interceptions, but never get him back like that. Like mm-hmm. that's why he's such a wild card. And I, again, like it's I know a lot of people won't don't want him, but I mm-hmm. personally would love him. That's not my first option. He's not my second. No. He's not my third. He's, he's, he's more so at the bottom of you. my list, but. It would be fun. I mean, I know I'm going to be the one who's when he's cutting up. Like, oh, my God, I can't <laughs> stand you. But yeah, he, he really will be fun. Like, he, he's very talented. And, I mean, maybe the LASIK helps. Yeah, but, that's that's another thing. A lot yeah. of his picks were thrown kind of at the linebacker level and not really at the defensive back level. Like, if you go and watch And back, his wide receivers. Yeah. They and often dropped them. Yeah, I mean, like, that was – you saw – we saw Godwin has problems with drops. We saw yeah. Evans, when he tries to play through pain, sometimes drops the ball. Yeah, uh, like – uh, OJ Howard, they all have some issues with their hands a little bit. Yeah. Like, so I've seen a video that broke down his interceptions, and literally 15 of the interceptions were like on the money tips. and yep. would drop. Yeah, tips were dropped. 
yep. Evans, all of them. And so, yeah, maybe if he's kind of practiced a little more in the Saints offense. I mean, we know all Drew Brees does is throw like five, six, seven-yard routes. So if Jameis has learned anything under Drew Brees, we might be seeing a much better quarterback next year. Yeah, and then what was it? He came into that Bears game and threw that touchdown. Yeah, he threw like, a touchdown. That yeah, was the Nickelodeon game. Yeah, that was hilarious. Like, <laughs> he, hey, man. By the uh, way, we should just like, do every playoff game on Nickelodeon. That was fantastic. Yeah, like, I love oh my it. God. People don't, I mean, I think that they should get better commentators, but yeah. I also understand that they were, you know, appealing to kids, but you don't have to dumb it down that much, in right. my opinion. I thought Burleson was pretty good. The, no, uh, I, yeah, I like, the I like I, Phil. The Nick I like Eagle Phil. kid, I think, is like Iron Eagle's son. He was okay, but I mean, I think they were just both kind of both awkward talking to that girl. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I'm like. That's that was kind of the issue for me. Like, yeah. I know she appeals to the kid, but it's like, at least have somebody that knows football. And, like, is it celebrating a punch because it went high in the air or whatever she was doing? Then, like, they doing Cardi B impressions. It was funny, but it's like, dude, like, be a tad bit more serious because I'm not going to lie. I'm a big kid at heart, so I fully enjoyed it. Uh But, you know. I enjoyed it a lot, too. Like, I still have the picture of the, uh, I think it was um, Patrick and SpongeBob best friends. And and then Taysom Uh, Hill and Drew Brees, the leaders of the Saints offense. I don't know why that image is just so funny, but yeah, I, I still have. It was that a same. great comparison, though. Too, though. A, that was funny. It made it make sense very quickly. I, I think a lot of kids realized, oh, okay, these are the two guys who are like the main characters of their offense. Then they had the Alvin like, and the Chipmunks one. Yeah. It, was, it was just great Alvin to me. Like and I, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah, like I said, they could, you know, they could get better commentators. But overall, it was a fun treat. I liked the splash zones and. Yeah, the slime zone thing. It's definitely something to build from. The only thing that they could have done better was actually slime Sean Payton like they were supposed to. But I think think with COVID, it's hard to actually get close to him and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, Oh, let's see. One last quarterback, Cam Newton. I love Cam, but I don't want no parts of him. Agreed. I feel like it would be about a five or six. And I, I feel like Ron also... Like, everybody say, oh, that's his guy. But I also feel like he's kind of like, he knows that he's not in anymore. I don't, and I, like, and a lot of people said he really could have brought him in last year because mm-hmm. he didn't, you know, Ron didn't really care for the last guy we had. And he could have brought in Cam. And I just feel like he knows that it's time for something new. And if anybody knows Cam's shoulder situation and mm-hmm. where he's at, it's Ron Rivera. So that's true. I think that if we, you know, it comes down to last options, then maybe so. But I feel like more so they'll try to avoid it because there are just better options out there. And even as far as a rookie, mm-hmm. I would prefer them to go the rookie route as long as it's not, you know, Mac Jones, Kyle Trash, them types. But Trey Lance. If I would, yeah, I would. Please. I would rather them, you know, avoid that. And I also think that that's something Ron wants to avoid. But, mm-hmm. man, I would, like, I would cry so hard if we end up with a QB roster of Cam and Cal. <laughs> Just 2018 Panthers. Taylor, like, oh, my God, no. It's 2021. We don't yeah. need that in our life. Agreed. I would put Cam a little bit more likely than you, I think. Yeah. I still think every time Rivera talks about him, all he's doing is praising Cam. Yeah, he hasn't even. Like, nobody's really asked him about if he's take, uh, taking a step back that I could see, and I, I don't know. I that kind of strikes me as he's keeping the option open. So I I would put this one at a nine. I'm I'm afraid that this is what's going to be happening. Not that Cam is bad. I think he rushed for like ten touchdowns this year, and he fits Turner's system a little bit better than Belichick's and McDaniel's. But I don't know. He doesn't look the same. Like he. He just doesn't look like he looks a little washed. 
and that sucks. Yeah. But I think that's reality here. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think the system played a role, but at the mm-hmm. same time, I also think as far as like what you said about Ron, you know, still speaking highly of him, I think that that's just, you know, bound to happen. I don't think that Ron thinks he's bad or anything, but I right. also think that he's not going to badmouth him in public. So Because that's his guy. Like, he's true. It's camp. his guy. You know, they won together. They almost won a Super Bowl together. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just feel like deep down, Ron knows that, you know, he's not where he used to be. Because if we're being real, like, Cam and his injuries played a role in getting Ron, mm-hmm. you know, out of Carolina. Absolutely. And I just feel like, granted, he, you know, holds no hard feelings with Cam. But he also knows that, like, this is a guy that can't really stay healthy because he dealt with injuries and COVID mm-hmm. in New England. Yeah. So I just feel like Ron kind of, you know, Deep down, he realizes those things, but I definitely think that if he has to bring in Cam, he will because he's most comfortable with him. But I also feel like if he can avoid it, he will. But as far as this whole QB carousel as a whole, I I'm kind of nervous. Like you know, I we've seen the reports that they've said that they want to upgrade at QB, but I again, think he said Ron's, it right after the playoff. Yeah, game as well. But Ron's definition of upgrading is not <laughs> what we think it is. Like it's like somebody said, we we really could go into next season with Cal Allen, you know, Taylor or Alex Smith, Cam or whatever. Question mark. Oh God, please no, <laughs> please no. But it's it's definitely a possibility. Yeah, I still think Alex retires. Uh, we'll see on that. But yeah, I still. So all right, let's go one last name and then gut check. Who last name or last two names? Quick fire. Tyrod Taylor, I'm at a six. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably give it a six too. It, like I said, it really just comes down to these the prices yeah. of these more premium quarterbacks, and, and as yeah, far as so like if they like left. a rookie, yeah, and if, if they like a rookie, and as far mm-hmm. as trading up, because there's a lot of teams. well, you could do Tyrod at a rookie. I mean, that's yeah. literally what the Browns and I, the Chargers. I wouldn't did, want right? to, but you, yeah, you could do it. But I um, mean, yeah, I wouldn't want to. But at the same time, every rookie that you know Tyrod Ty, Ty, Ty mm-hmm. has started before has done well, but. Yeah. Baker I, and Justin Herbert. Just dis- it would just be such a disappointment. I mean, it, it is what it is. I'm, I'm I mean, hopefully then in that scenario, the rookie yeah. takes over sooner rather than later. Unfortunately for Tyrod, because that happens to him everywhere he goes. <laughs> so let's I do mean, somebody else. Paid, though. Somebody else that this happens to pretty frequently. Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm at a two. I think yeah, Miami I, keeps I, him. I'll probably be there. I, yeah, I think Miami keeps him. And I also think that he's just not, you know, the quarterback that fits this system. Right. I think that he's very fun and players will love him, but he's not mobile and mm-hmm. he's just, he, he's just far-fetched. Ryan Fitzpatrick being Jameis Winston's backup for a year in Tampa was the greatest thing ever. Just every quarterback game, every game was so fun because the quarterback <laughs> yeah. was so crazy. All right, gut check. Who is the quarterback one next year? For us? Yes. First name that comes to mind. I want it to be Trey Lance, but my gut is telling me Kyle Allen. I'm going Heineke. I think it's Heineke, and then it's – I hope it's Trey Lance, but I I don't know. Whoever slides – I think we yeah. end up trading up if we do go quarterback because I don't know if anybody's last name till 19. So it's either Fields or Lance in my estimation. Yeah. And in that case, I'm hoping it's Lance. I know you're an Ohio State fan, so you might not like – No, I mean, I mean, I like Fields, but I don't want him here. Like, All I right. just – I don't want the Ohio State. Like, I'm an Ohio State fan. I still uh-huh. love the previous guy, but I just don't mm-hmm. want that here because this fan base is already going crazy. Right. Oh, my God. I don't want the Ohio State. <laughs> Ohio like, State QB up. is like, always busted. I, I mean, yeah. I think that Justin has a different skill set than we've seen from previous Ohio State quarterbacks. And of course. I, 
I think that he's going to be good in the league, but he has to go to a good situation. And this situation is going to be toxic from the start, not as far as the building, but as far as the fan base. And this fan base, if he does well, they're going to be the you know, first ones that, oh, I loved him and I believed him from the jump. But from things I've already seen, no. And I just nope. – I want to avoid that for my guy. And, and I just I feel, feel like – yeah, I just feel like Trey – has the skill set that fits our offense. And I just feel like as far as the whole fan base is concerned, he'll be a good fit. And that's something that I won't have to worry about. I'll probably still go crazy because <laughs> I like the guy and yeah. I don't like when people bad mouth guys for no reason. For sure. And just some, and I mean, don't sometimes need that negativity in our life. People go too far sometimes, but Absolutely. yeah, out of the two, I would prefer Lance, not because I think he's necessarily better, just everything considered. And I also think he'll be a bit cheaper, but for sure. there's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks and are thinking of, you know, switching up. So I don't know. It's it's, it's going to we'll be We'll see. Tough. I mean, the draft is a total crapshoot. Yeah. We have no idea yet. The Senior Bowl has started, and for coverage yeah. of that, listen to the Token Boys podcast next week. They're going to have a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I seen a clip earlier of Mac. He he didn't. I don't want Mac at all. But I do he, not he want didn't Mac look. Jones. Yeah, he didn't look pretty bad. He didn't look pretty bad. One thing I will say about Mac, he can he can sling it. He but, can sling it. That guy's yeah, got an arm. I just arm. feel like yeah, and he's very pretty accurate. I just feel like we're not. As far as our system, we don't have the system, and mm-hmm. he just needs a better situation that is built for a quarterback like that. And he, one, he needs a good offensive line and good weapons. So yep. that's something I want to. It's avoid, the same two a problem when you play at Alabama. Yeah. You have every single like possible comfortable thing when it comes to playing the quarterback position. You and, got Deontay Brown's on the line. You got Devontae Smith and uh, Jerry Judy and Rugs on the outside, ready to throw to at any time. Like it's. It, it's wild how talented Alabama is for yeah. quarterbacks. It's unfair. Unfair, but, 100%. Yeah, I mean, I still think, I like, as far as two are concerned, even as far as Mac, you know, one, it's right situation. But I also feel like fans need to be a bit more patient because I've never been a big tour fan, and, I, you know, I never thought that, oh, my God, Tua was what the hype that he's, you know, always had. Like, you know, people for so long, oh, tank for two, he's going to Miami, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. I always thought that he would be a good quarterback in the league, but I never thought that – I never agree with that hype. But I still feel like today he could still be a very good quarterback. People just need to be patient. It's getting to the point where, you know, teams are drafting quarterbacks and it's like, oh, he's not doing good, so we need to get rid of him. Like, mm-hmm. dude, you can't draft these QBs and give them one yeah. year or two year to, you know, build the off Josh something. And I know teams want to – yeah. I know, I, mean, I know teams want to win now, but it's like you got to give these guys time because right. the NFL, the NFL is a whole different ball game, and different that's what game. a lot of people don't realize. And like mm-hmm. fans are very impatient. Like imagine if you know back in the day they gave up on Peyton, yeah, and Favre and all these other guys because they didn't do well their first season. Like yeah. Alex Smith, he wouldn't, you know. He wouldn't have been who he was if they gave up on him because he was terrible his first year. His yep. his first year was very reminiscent to the guy whose jersey I'm wearing. And I mean, not saying that it'll go that way, but it's just like fans don't realize that like a lot of these guys who are legends today, they didn't do that well when they came out. So again, mm-hmm. with these teams, they have to be patient when you're bringing in these guys. Like my biggest thing, if we bring in a rookie, I don't want the same situation to happen as far as like fan-based patience. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel like as far as the QB itself goes, you have to put in the work and you have to be dedicated. But it also, fans come into play because you can't condemn them for every little mistake they make. You have to be willing to grow. And I know that our fan base, they feel like our Super Bowl window is opening. Yep. But they also have to understand that we don't have many options at quarterback. So if we do go the rookie route, granted our you know, Super Bowl window is coming up. We have to be patient with this guy. Yep. We want him to do well, but it may not come overnight. And that's nope. okay. I'd rather mm-hmm. I'd rather have a you know QB be bad 
for his first season or two and be grateful the next 10. Like I'm, right. I'm okay with that, especially with all we've been through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I agree with you on a lot of those fronts, but I do think it's hard to say on the fans thing because it's yeah. not a fan's responsibility to be patient, right? Fans want to see wins. If a quarterback can produce wins early on, they'll stay in games. They won't have any problem staying in games. When you have a quarterback holding a team back, they're not just not ready to play. And if they're not ready to play, you need a backup who is. So bridge quarterbacks, I think, are becoming more and more common in the NFL. In old school football, it just didn't happen. You drafted a guy, they played, they either played right away or they sat on the bench forever because they couldn't play. You got Aaron Rodgers, who was sitting behind Brett Favre as a special case, and that kind of got a little bit more, uh, more people inspired to have quarter, uh, quarterbacks sitting. Like I think Jason Campbell sat for like two years. Was never also that good of a quarterback, but you know, <laughs> I think he won a playoff game, if not made it to a playoff game. But that defense was something else with Sean Taylor. But yeah, I think if a yeah, if think, a guy's not ready, I don't think it's necessarily a fan's well responsibility I'm, to be patient. I'm not saying it's a fan's responsibility, but at the same time, I just feel like sometimes fans are too harsh because, like I said, That's you fair. know, a lot of fans they'll clown a guy, and then when he does well. It's like, oh, I knew this from the jump. Like, I'll be the first to admit when I'm wrong on somebody. I was very much wrong on Logan Thomas. I didn't, you know, I, <laughs> I didn't, like, I, I said my things in, you know, the offseason, but when the season started, I tried to more so root for him than anything. Of course. And, again, it's not a fan's responsibility to be patient, but you also mm-hmm. don't have to be a fan of the team. You We have to realize that these guys are human, too. That's so true. a lot of people don't understand that when you're sending these guys, you know, these tweets, and it's like, it's one thing if you said, you know, vague and broad. I mean, mm-hmm. not vague and broad. It's one thing if you said vague and don't mention them, you just tweet it. But it's like when you're tweeting at them and you're just saying all them, this yeah. crazy stuff, it's like you got to understand that they're people, too, and and you wouldn't even be able to do half the things that they're doing. So, of course. yeah, it's not their responsibility. But like I said, sometimes fans just go too hard. And I'm a fan myself, so I know and I've been there. Mm-hmm. But I also don't agree with how everything goes down. So, yes, we want to win. But at the same time, you can't want a you know, quarterback to be great off rip. Like of I course. said, it's plenty yeah. of greats today who weren't good when they first started. And imagine if their teams and their fan base gave up on them. Mm-hmm. And, again, everybody can't be Justin Herbert. I mean nope. – most people didn't even think Justin Herbert was going to be good. Like everybody was like, Oh, he's not going to be good. Well, he's going to take a while. And now he's arguably the best quarterback. Probably going to win offensive rookie of the year. Well, he's yeah, he should, but it's like, if not Jade, so uh, many people counted him out before he even played a game. And it's like, you got to be patient. And not every Kirby is not going to be like that. Josh Allen, he wasn't good his first two years and now MVP candidate and almost took his team to the Super Bowl. So it's just like, you got to be a bit patient. I think a lot of that is like an internet era type deal. Yeah. For some reason, people are more committed to being right than being happy their team is good. Yeah. I don't know what, what that is. I don't know if it's just like people enjoy being right about sports more than they're enjoying sports themselves. Maybe that's just like a COVID thing has kind of escalated it because everybody wants to kind of prove they're an expert. But it's – it. I don't know. Players kind of get caught in the middle of that a lot of the time, so emotion is removed from it, but it's messed up. I agree. But speaking of emotion, I want to know how you – feel not just as a fan of the team but as a minority mm-hmm. and a black woman about jennifer king and martin mayhew and their hirings because to me it was awesome and i'm, yeah. I'm still like ha- so happy that, like, <laughs> I, I'm, I have a grin on my face yeah i mean anybody that knows me knows that like before anything like i'm rooting for black people i want black people to succeed and like it being my team it's just it's just amazing like i don't know how it'll go but i'm just happy that they're finally getting chances, especially with our history of, you know, being the first, the last organization to allow people of my color to play. Mm-hmm. And 
the name know, was people, a racial slur a year ago. Yeah, you know, yeah, and then it's like it's not, you know, often that women are in sports or especially especially in football. football. Yeah, yeah, especially football. So to see my team employ somebody who you know looks like me and essentially lives like me, it's just great, and it just you know gives me a lot of hope that one day maybe I could work for the team or. Or other people can like I, that's not necessarily something I completely want to do, but it just mm-hmm. lets me know that it's not out of the question. I'm it's not like a dream that can't be fulfilled. It's right. something the that really open can happen. Now. Right. It, it's definitely just dope. And you know, with how the league is now, because there's still a lot of people in the league of my color who aren't getting opportunities, who should and who are often overlooked. So to know mm-hmm. that the people that's you know down the street from me and the team that I've rooted for for years are you know seeing and you know, giving these people chances, it's, it's just dope. And I just hope that we continue to grow and, we, you know, we just prove everybody wrong and we continue to be the model organization that we should be because we are killing it right now. And I just hope that For it sure. keeps going up and people see that we, you know, we had some hiccups, but we're coming a long way and that people of my color can be great. Like, mm-hmm. and they can lead things because it's often like they always see, oh, you know, you know, they see these, you know, um, I don't want to say, I don't want to say, but you know, they, it's a lot of white coaches in the league Mm -hmm. and you know, they get chance after chance, even though they aren't qualified. And it's always like, Oh, they know this person or, you know, they just, could you imagine if a black coach pulled the Josh McDaniels and decided they weren't going to get the Indianapolis job. They were just going to go back to new England. Wouldn't have a job now. Wouldn't have a job now. Probably would have been blacklisted from the league. Was I mean, and you know, Josh, he still gets hate, but it, ne- it wouldn't be nearly as That's, much as a black guy would. If and, Eric the Enemy decided, I don't like yeah. if he agreed to terms with the Texans, turned away and went back to Kansas City because he decided Kansas City was a be- <sighs> is a better job, which it probably is, to be honest. Yeah. If I were the Enemy, I would think about yeah, would waiting a year. Yeah, I would think about waiting a year. But if he's already struggled so much to get a job, even though he might be the most qualified candidate left in the league, Sirianni did not call plays either. Right? There's several there's several Thank signs you. of racial inequality, even just in the head coaching search. That's why these things make me happy so, so happy. Jennifer King Good. No, I was just about to say, and that's like you know, a lot of people today they still like to say that race isn't a thing, and it definitely is, especially Absolutely. in the NFL, because you have seventy-five to eighty percent of black players, but there's what was I think it was like fifteen to twenty percent of, of black coaches, and a lot of them are in assistant positions yep. teams aren't trusting black coaches to lead their teams like and then these owners have a lot of you know racist and slave mentalities and it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy because adam gase probably gets another chance before eric gets a head coaching job and it's just like these guys are consistently mediocre mm-hmm. and they get chance after chance but then the guy who, who's you know, of color has to be 10 times greater and do this and that. Like, it doesn't make sense to me when people say, oh, Eric's history, his past, no. and he doesn't call That's plays. That's an excuse. Half of Eric Reed's uh, coaching tree didn't call plays, and they all got and, jobs. Yep. I mean, not all, but most of them got jobs. Mm-hmm. And like you just said, the Eagles' new head coach, he didn't call plays. Nope. He has a job. Mm-hmm. Like Arthur I, Smith, know, I think, also might have not called plays. I think it was very yeah. I don't know that 100%. Yeah, I'm not sure, but yeah, it's just stuff like that. And you you could even argue that he got his job because of, you know, who he is. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I mean you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Wasn't he like the FedEx yeah, his CEO's fe- son uh, or something? The mining yeah. owner, uh, the mi- minor, one of our minor owner's son. Like, yeah. And I'm not trying to say that, you know, white coaches aren't talented because there are. Like, Sean yeah, McVay, I mean, he's that dude. Andy, Andy Reid, that dude. Yeah, Andy Reid just won a Super Bowl, probably going to win another one. 
Bruce yeah, Arians. but it's just like... But Bruce comes Arians to- is another real one in this scenario because he employs... I think it's his special teams coordinator, offensive coordinator, and defensive coordinator. All of them black, are black. It's which dope. is awesome. Even even Byron Leftwich, like, he had, he doesn't even get many head coaching jobs, and he calls most of the plays because mm-hmm. uh, Arians has health issues that he doesn't want to stress. So it's like... Yeah. I don't like. I know that Tampa Bay fans. Some of them feel like he's, you know, left, which isn't that great, and he could be better. But I feel like overall he's pretty solid, and I feel like, I like right that, yeah, I think that he should have more chances. And it's just crazy to me that someone like Adam Gase can get a call <laughs> for him, and it's just like what? Like I knew when like, we all knew when the Jets hired Gase, mm-hmm. it wasn't going to work out. No. But it's just like they put the call in quick. Uh, we Gase, saw Miami, saw, yeah, we saw in Miami who Adam Gase was. Right. Like speaking on this, Caldwell, Jim Caldwell, he should have another job. He got Absolutely. fired from seven and nine, but Matt Patricia can go four and twelve and, and keep his you know job. three yeah. three yeah and still have a job. Like come on, bro, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I agree. Even Marvin Lewis, Marvin Lewis is a meme, right? Everybody, Marvin Lewis eight and eight lose the first round of the playoffs every single time. But it's crazy going eight and eight and making it to the first round of the playoffs is good. Like but- even though if you can't win a playoff game. That's that's better than just not making the playoffs yeah. for a decade, right? Like, and I was gonna say too, like a lot of people don't realize, like Caldwell and Lewis, like they're actually pretty close to Ron Rivera. Like mm-hmm. Ron has a slightly better playoff history, but all of them have never won a thing in the playoffs. So like I remember, like people were like, "Oh my God, if we hire uh, Lewis or Caldwell, we're not going anywhere." But it's like you think that Ron Rivera is the cream of the crop. And again, mm-hmm. I I love Ron. And yeah, I think he was coach a great year, hire, but it's like, when resume. you look at the numbers, they NFC weren't champion. that far off. So it's like, right. how does Ron become a great hire? But those guys are, oh my God, I don't want them on my team. They're so bad. Like I think it's, it's about, kind of his bravado. And like yeah. and, and we've seen what he's done here. He has changed the culture of the Washington sure. football team, which is something I thought to be impossible. I thought we were broken beyond repair. This kind of stuff gives me hope. Have To be the first team to ever have a black GM and and black uh, team president yeah. was insane. Like that's oh my God. that's not that, something I would have expected to happen to us. Jason Wright is a great hire. It's I can't speak on uh, I can't speak on Martin because he just got in here. But mm-hmm. Jason Wright, the work he's done in just a couple months, like mm-hmm. that dude is amazing. He's one of the best things that has come out of Washington. Agreed. This year, like. When it's all said and done, like, he, he could be on the tier that Ron is or, you know, potentially even better. Like, already got a fan do deal, and I'm pretty sure that'll eventually lead to a stadium. stadium yes. The merch, you know, just just a bunch of things that have come into play, even as far as the name. Like, mm-hmm. he's he's clarified plenty of times that he's not going to forget older fans. Yep. He's not going to forget younger fans, and he's trying to build something that's for everybody. He's been and completely it's just, transparent, which yes. is very refreshing. Even when yes, the TMZ, even when TMZ Sports was reporting that it was either Washington Football Team or Football Club as the final two name selections, he immediately tweeted, "Hey, if it was a secret list of two left, I would have told well, you." Yeah. This. Yeah. So I don't. You know. I think that might have just been for next year. By the way, that yeah. report. I still think it ends up one of those just for at least one more year. I still think they end up changing it, the mascot eventually, just because marketability reasons. But yeah. I feel like we should stay the football team though. Like I, I get like having messing a with mascot. It? Yeah, I mean, I like it. I mean, I would like to have a name, too. But at the mm-hmm. same time, it's like, you know, teams don't essentially have no name. And it's just like building a culture. It's like we just have the identity of a team. And that's something that we lack for a while because we had guys in our locker room that hated each other and trying to <laughs> yeah. compete with each other. And it's like we are one team. Right. One. 
mm-hmm. team, T E A M, a team. Like that's it. That's all. And I just feel like with the Washington football team, that you know, it kind of pushes that idea, and we don't forget, you know, each other and who we are. Our identity is that kind yeah. of oneness. I like it. Yeah, that's interesting. All right, but I think with that. It's about time we move on to some wizards. Yeah, for sure. Oh God. <laughs> That's yeah. Oh God is right. They're they're about to play in like ten minutes. I think they're playing the uh, Pelicans. So I got the Lakers game on now. I can't do the Wizards tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Okay. So let's talk some team weaknesses because they they came back. They started playing again with only I guess what is it eight eight players uh, nine at the most. Oh boy, they got some weaknesses. <laughs> they got some weaknesses. Even yeah, even with the team at full strength, no. Yeah, I think no. even then, even if Thomas Bryant magically came back tomorrow, or we would still have tons of weaknesses. I don't think it's a health thing. I think this yeah. is a coaching thing. This is a personnel thing. This isn't everything. Just we a have culture problems. thing too. Culture thing indeed. All right, but I think the biggest problem on this team, other than Scott Brooks, who is easily the biggest, easily the biggest problem. Is perimeter defending. When you're getting blown by with every single guard on the roster, whether it's Raul Neto, whether it's Westbrook, whether it's Beal, whether it's Robinson, who's been doing it less, these guys-ish, all of those guys, just let the ball carrier go right past them. Puts a ton of pressure on your bigs, makes your defense as a whole worse because then you got to rotate. You got to yeah. leave shooters open in the corner. That's why... In the Spurs game, you saw guys like Vassell open all day. You saw Otto Porter open all day in the uh, Chicago game. And it's like they don't pay attention to the games they're playing because they're doing some obvious defensive... They're not doing the obvious defensive thing. The best shooter on the team is Devin Vassell on the Spurs. Stand in front of him and do not let him shoot. It's literally that simple. So simple, yeah. But they can't do it. <laughs> I th- A lot of that goes back to coaching. And then the only other, the biggest other weakness was fourth quarter execution. I think a lot of it right now has to do with them running out of gas. Yeah. Just because, you know, they're down to nine people in the rotation. Uh, you got the whole COVID situation. And a lot of them are new guys, right? But again, even when we were healthy, like, this was still a problem. because they Absolutely. Always fourth quarters were still Bill. the problem. They always rely on Bill. And by the fourth quarter, every single game, he's out of gas. And it's yeah. just like, how does like how do you let it get this bad? Like, come on. Leads bro. the league in first and third quarter scoring, and I think still averages like ten points a game in the fourth, or something. Yeah, like close we to were that. two shots away from losing that Nets game. Like yeah. it was a great win, but KD hits that shot, it's over. Kyrie hits that shot, it's yeah. over. Yeah, we just got lucky, and the two guys who said they could close games missed. <laughs> exactly. All right. So let's go over the more pressing matter. Last night, John Wall. And the Rockets played the Wizards. Russell Westbrook, I don't want to say led Wizards, but Russell Westbrook's Wizards. What did you see? I'll let you go first on this one. Um, well, first I would say that was probably one of Westbrook's better games, even though he played pretty <laughs> Which is so sad. Times. Yeah. It's so sad. He had like 18, 10, and 9 or something. Jesus. On 37% shooting or something crazy. It was not yeah. good. Yeah, it was one of his better games. I, I will say he turned it up in the fourth quarter, but... Mm-hmm. The main thing I saw is, like, this team, like, it was just kind of funny to me because we all love John, but it's like, yep. they're on Still the Still the header of the uh, Chasing Chip uh, yeah, like, uh, Twitter account. They're on, you know, they're on the court and they're playing against him. And, you know, you got Bonga dapping him up. Yeah. Rustin, I mean, Rustin <laughs> While Wall, Russ and him are jawing at each other, yeah. 
Yeah, Russ and Wall getting to it, and you got Bill kind of wanting to side with Wall, wanting mm-hmm. to side with Russ, and it's just like, where's the what is going know, on, man? Where's like, where's the commitment with the team like that? I mean, as outside of play, that was one of the biggest things I've seen. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like these guys are the team that they should be. Like, yeah, I mean, getting, Brooks had said like this is the best team chemistry he's been yeah. around. I don't, I don't buy I'm that at all. That. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know where he gets that impression from because that does not look like what's happening. All right, but what I saw in that game is that we got fleeced. Unequivocally. I didn't speak on that, but yeah, for sure. Unequivocally, the Rockets won that trade. You got a first-round pick and the better, healthier point guard at this point. I I mean, from the jump, I don't dislike Westbrook, but I never liked that trade. I never liked it. I hated it from the second. I knew that... I didn't expect it to be this bad now, yeah. <laughs> but I knew that it would eventually go bad. I don't think I anybody that, saw three and ten bad. Yeah, I thought that they would compete for. I thought they would be around eight to you know the ten range, but I never expected the top four seed. I never expected <laughs> a playoff lock. I never expected none of that because I knew that one rush is too inefficient. Yep. And now we factor in his injuries, and it's just like it's over. you have you a QB. I mean, not I explosive. QB, you have a, yeah, you have a point guard that is injured. Mm-hmm. And inefficient. He can't shoot, and he can't shoot, and he consistently shoots threes. It's like, dude, stop <laughs> I don't know it. why he does it. Mid-range <laughs> shots too. He's shooting mid-range shots at double his previous career high. Uh, is a stat that Fred Katz likes to use all the time. And, and it's crazy because, like, you can't shoot. You're shooting those shots. You you can't shoot. You're shooting the threes. You're shooting the mid-ranges. But then you factor in the fact that he can't drive like he can't, can't either because can't blow by anybody because his quads are too short. It's just like, or it's dude, just he's old. Like, we don't and that's know how yet. you know he, yeah, he's a lot. That's how you know he's a liability and shouldn't be on the court because he can't shoot any shot because it's bad, and then you, he can't drive to get you know the points that he usually gets. So it's just like at this point he's doing more harm than good. And like I said, I don't dislike Russ, but it's just mm-hmm. getting to the point where one we did get fleeced, and two it just it just doesn't look good. Yeah, like, I this think team it's is really bad. I, it's it's so rough. It's like hard to watch. Is how bad yeah. it is. I think he's averaging five turnovers a game. And it has a player yeah, efficiency rating. Six. Yeah, he has a player efficiency rating of like less than 13, which is abysmal. And he's doing it on like a 37 true field goal percentage. It's yeah, really, like, really tough to watch. Then looking at this comment, the, the quote from <laughs> oh, yeah, Ted, you talk uh, about adorable. Like, Ted, uh, he, and Ted's then, and then you, get, you talk about adorable, and we get the guy who can't play none of these games. Yep. He's not playing back to backs. He's playing he limited just, minutes tonight. He just, mixed, he just missed two weeks. Mm hmm. And he's he missed he's missing tonight's game. And then even when he's playing, he doesn't look good and he's no. still not healthy. And it just gets to a point where it's like, what is the point? And we are like as of right now, we are the worst team in the league. Yeah. Winning percentage wise, we are paying, literally thirtieth. Yeah. Russ is getting paid what, forty one million? 40 Bill is getting paid about thirty five, thirty eight. Got all that money on our payroll, but we're three and ten. And I a lot of people aren't gonna like this, but Bill has to be better too. He's scoring points, but he's not as efficient as he should be. And he needs to be better on the defensive end. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people aren't talking about this, but Bill has played a role into why our defense is so freaking garbage. He's been getting blown by, like I said, with the perimeter. Yeah, yeah, I was going to comment on that. He's the leader of the team. So these guys are just mimicking what he does. And it gets to a point where it's like, I don't expect Bill to be an elite defender, but it's like, you also have to be better. Like, you are scoring points, but at the same time, it's not cool for you to go, you know, six of, 
you know, 21 or whatever. Like he shot nine of 22 yeah. last night. Yeah. Last night he missed 16 shots or so. Like, and it's like, dude, like you can't like, that's not cool either. And a lot of our fans are, Oh, it's bill. It's bill. But bill can do some things better too. And it's getting to the point where we really just need to rebuild. I would be sad because I don't want to see two guys that are the reason primarily the reason I'm still a Wizards fan right. and the reason why I love DC ball and the reason why I watch it go, but we aren't getting anywhere. Like, we're in a much worse position than we were and we were supposed to be better. Now we're down a pick. Mm-hmm. We have too much money. We have yep. TB injured worst team in the league. And it's just like, where's it going to end? And realistically, we can't climb ourselves out of this hole, regardless yeah, of how good they tough. finish the season. I don't like, we realistically, we're not going to make the playoffs because I don't think, nope. I don't think like they're going to have to win at a high level. They got to, I think, and, how many games do they have left? There's no way they play 72. Yeah, that, yeah. They got close to 60 games left if they play 72. And they There's would have no to way they 40 to 50 of them. They would have to go like 40 and 20 to make to be like a competitive team. Yeah. That's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's not happening. They're not going 43 or uh, 43 and 10 or whatever. Because I gave them a benefit of doubt. Uh, We're 20. thinking that they're going to get better with time, and it's just like they're getting worse. And it's crazy because one night this is a team that's dropping 130 points. Then the next night it's a team that – what did they drop last night? Like 88? 88. Yeah, 88. Like, where is – like, this team has no identity, ugly. no soul. And, yeah, Scott Brooks is the main problem, but it goes beyond that. Absolutely. Russ is an issue. As great as Bill has been, he's also an issue. I know people – again, I know people are going to hate that, but mm-hmm. it's some things he could be better with. Then we, you know, COVID have, is an issue. I mean, yeah, that's COVID not anybody's fault necessarily. We have, yeah, we have guys like Bertans who's on a big contract and who's in a position where he's primarily the guy that we want to shoot threes and he's out of score. shape. And yeah, out of shape, not performing up to his contract. And then now have, he has COVID as well, so he's going to be yeah, more out of shape we, potentially. Then we have Troy Brown Jr., who's not living up to his pick. Mm-mm. Um, I, I love the Denny pick, though. Speaking of that, though, love Denny, Denny I love pick. him, and I want him to come back. Uh, yes, I think the Ruiz. biggest the biggest reasons I'm comfortable with entering a rebuild and trading mm-hmm. Beal for like is because of them. We'll talk more about Beal trades probably yeah. soon if they keep losing, but I think entering a rebuild is okay because you have Denny Abdia and you have Rui Hachimura. Those are two young players who I think are gonna be really good if they're put in a, a position to succeed. I think they need yeah. a real facilitator and not a guy who's averaging five or six turnovers a game. Yeah. If only a guy like John Wall was on the roster, I think that would have helped them a lot. <laughs> but, but I think those are two guys. Maybe you even like trade for Alonzo Ball and have yeah. him be like oh, a primary Oh, never mind. I say yeah, but <laughs> no. yeah, but no. But uh, somebody <laughs> like him who is not like a star but can pass yeah. the ball, like a Ricky Rubio, but better, hopefully, can kind of unlock their potential a little more. I think we've seen Rui kind of show he has a little more tricks in his bag, but he hasn't been able to finish them consistently yet. He's worked speaking on that post game. Good. Yeah, I was gonna say. Speaking of that, somebody like a couple uh, weeks ago, somebody tried to give uh, Russ credit for him, you know, <laughs> developing and coming out of his bag. Are you bag. serious? Like, yeah, like it was a tweet where it's like Russell Westbrook makes his uh, players better, and it was like Bill was averaging what it was like, it was like thirty-five more points. points. Yeah, it was like point one more point. Mm-hmm. At the time, it was like 0.1 more points. Thomas Bryant is averaging like six. I will say for as far as like for Russ, uh, he has definitely he de- definitely was helping Thomas Bryant. But mm-hmm. as far as Rue, like first of all, it's Rue's second season. Then it's yeah. like I know y'all Westbrook stands weren't watching <laughs> last year to say that Russ is the reason that you know Rui is looking better. Like right. no, Rui just developed over time, and we knew that he had 
these tricks in his bag. He just needed to put it, you know, put it together. Right. I was so mad when I seen that tweet because they're like, oh, yeah, like, I'm like, dude, he's a sophomore player. Like, what, what, right. what you mean? He's going to take a jump. He's just going from year one to year two. Like, we already saw a lot of that progression <laughs> in the bubble, too. Like, even exactly. Like, we saw him kind of be the first option, even though he wasn't consistently scoring or yeah. anything. Like, he definitely had some duds. You could see him trying to be more aggressive. Like, that's not something Russ was doing. Even this year, it's a lot more of like the, uh, the entering the post, doing a post move, shooting a fadeaway, yeah. doing a lot of the mid range stuff, a little bit saying. more of the like, three ball. But even then, it's like how how much? Why is Russ getting credit for things that Rui's working on? Yeah, like I, I'm no Russ hater. Like honestly, I like Russ outside yeah. of what's been happening. Like, I like I'm Russ. A, I don't I like, like this Russ. number four again. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I just don't. You know, like what's happening now, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like. And I hate to come across as somebody who doesn't like Russ because, like I said, I really don't like Russ. I think he's a great player, and I think mm-hmm. he's a great guy. But at the same time, these Russ stands be talking crazy. And it's like, <laughs> I get that that's your guy because I've been there. I you know, I hype up guys that I like. Mm-hmm. But it's like, y'all can't come and, you know, essentially join our fan base and then, you know, say all We're these talking crazy trash things. talking no, about the organization making, yeah. immediately. No, yeah, no, he's not making it easier for Bill. They're averaging the same amount of points. Mm-hmm. No, he didn't come in and make Rue this great player. Like, no, Rui came and he's just developed. He's in his That's bag. what you expected. Like, he was mm-hmm. good last year. Yeah. And now he, you know, got, he matured over. He, you know, bulked up a bit. Conditioning and that's how it goes. Yeah. It's not just, like, some people don't give Russ enough credit, but, other people give him give too, too much, much credit, especially yeah. this year. Like his, like his win share, like how many points he scored on shots. Like, no, like come on, be real. And I'm again, I'm not trying to hate because he's still a great guy. Yeah, and he's definitely injured and needs to rest, rest and maybe get back to where he was. But it's just no. There like was, some people just be saying some crazy things. Right. There was that Quentin Mayo or uh, Mayo report that he should have been out three to four weeks. Yeah. And they came back after a week and a half, two weeks COVID break. Yeah. He's so. Playing. And uh, so we don't know because again, other reporters have kind of refuted that, so we don't know 100% if that's the case. But it's looking to be the case, right? Like, I mean, Scott himself said that, yeah, he's he, still he wasn't injured. 100% like, healthy, yeah. but he's getting there or something of that nature. But I don't know, man. I think they have a lot of problems and they need to fix them. So, last thing on the Wizards Alex Len, Jordan Bell, Anthony Gill. We saw them a lot more last. Last game and the game before with uh with Len specifically. How do you feel? <laughs> First impressions. Um, I didn't I I, I didn't see Len last game because I uh-huh. was on a flight. But he only played I, like four minutes. We didn't. Yeah, I was going to. I seen his numbers. He he's he looked like the numbers looked pretty good. And I seen people on Twitter like I seen the Quentin Mayo tweet where he was like, "This is going to be scary." With I don't Robin agree Lopez that. A, I don't and, agree uh, that a front court of Robin and Len can be scary. But I think as far as our options and you know we'll be could have got I definitely think he exceeded my expectations mm-hmm. but I just like in general it's just it's solid it's nothing crazy it's nothing I do to like, inspire confidence yeah. but it's nothing to like scare you either yeah I, I like there. the Jordan Bell signing though I don't again mm-hmm. he's not a guy that's like oh my god but he has a lot of starting potential. the night yeah he has a lot of potential and he's just a young guy that can grow and I feel like we need more young guys we need, I mean we also need proven talent and guys that are performing now mm-hmm. but as we are approaching potentially a rebuild I like that we're giving these guys more opportunities like Matthews, Matthews yep. yeah it's no reason that he shouldn't have been playing in previous games especially when you have your three-point shooter in Bertans mm-hmm. and he's not playing well yeah and I think especially because not just that uh, Bertans wasn't playing well but Matthews is on a two-way contract. We yeah. need him to be on a regular contract immediately. 
There's yeah. no reason that he is not an NBA player in my mind. He defends hard, he shoots well, and he somehow always gets fouled on three-point attempts. It's fantastic. I need to see more Garrison Matthews, and I think Scott Brooks will agree. But I think with that, we are about ready to wrap up. Unless you got any last-second thoughts, Tree? Uh, no, I'm good. All right. So f- please follow us both on Twitter at the Moes and at the Simba. How how many A's and an X instead of an A's. I? It's three A's. S. Yeah. Well, y- y'all should know me. Y'all, y'all know so, yeah. Follow my other page, three to plug. It don't matter. And y'all fa- know me. Follow the Twitch and at Phantom Sports Net on Twitter. And I think with that, thank you for watching, and we are out.